Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 232. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived, and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business, the kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon, there's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we want to do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're going to be offering you at least two special guest episodes episodes each and every week. We hope you enjoy the extra value, the added inspiration, and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here today with Joe Kasherba. Joe, welcome to the show. How's it going, Kelly? It is going. Excited to have you on today. So let me share a little bit about your background with our listeners. Joe grew the freelance web design business that he started in high school into a digital agency with a virtual team and clients around the world. He went from building $300 websites to building $30,000 websites and managing six-figure digital advertising budgets for some of the largest manufacturing and construction companies in the world. Joe now advises and mentors other freelance web designers and digital agency owners on how to develop and scale their businesses. So Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me, Kelly. I'm looking forward to talking. All right. Well, let's dive right in here. One of the things that I teach in the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program and in all of my coaching programs is a hybrid model where I really encourage my entrepreneurs and coaching clients to focus on not only targeting clients online, but also selling to local businesses and organizations because of the fact that they can easily spend 20 times or more a multiplier of what the average consumer can. And what I found that's very interesting in your bio and in your background is the fact that you went from selling $300 websites to $30,000 websites. What I would love to know to start here, Joe, is how did you cross over that bridge? Uh, How did you begin generating those clients that were paying you $30,000 instead of $300? And what are some tips and strategies that you can give to our listeners around that? Absolutely. So I guess the first piece is that, you know, it was not something that happened overnight. It was a long, it was a long process of getting comfortable charging more. That's definitely a piece of it. I find that there's a lot of people out there that they probably could double their prices overnight and they just don't feel comfortable doing it or don't realize that people would be okay paying that, you know, those prices. So you know, one piece of it was just de- slowly and deliberately raising my prices and, you know, seeing what happened. So so that was one piece of it. But really the, the, the other piece was getting clearer and clearer about who my ideal clients were and what I was helping them with and making the transition from being someone that was going to build them a website so they could sort of check it off the off their list that they had a website to being someone that was actually going to come in and solve specific business problems for them and you know so many people that i talk to that are web designers or, or you know freelancers just think of themselves as providing a service 
and you know, like web design or graphic design or whatever it is. And I try to get people to focus on, you know, what problems are you solving? Because there's a lot more, there's a lot more money to be made in pro solving problems than there is in providing some sort of technical service. Couldn't agree more. So let's back that up for just a second because what you're sharing here is incredibly powerful, Joe. And I'm just excited for people to hear it from someone other than me because I'm always <laughs> on the soapbox about this. So you said the first step was mindset and it was around getting comfortable charging more. And you also said that you see very frequently that people could raise their prices overnight, but it comes down to them actually having the confidence to do that, which is exactly what I see every single day with entrepreneurs out there. So you guys heard it from me. Now you're hearing it from Joe. The biggest difference between $300 and $30,000 clients for him was step number one, getting comfortable with charging more. Then you said getting clear on who your ideal clients were, which I absolutely love that. So obviously the mindset and the psychographic of a client that's going to spend $300 is very different from those that were going to spend $30,000. Let's peel the onion back on that just a little bit, Joe. So how did you realize that you were going to have to shift your focal point in terms of the type of customer you were pursuing in order to get into the range that you wanted to be in? And then what were some of the proactive steps that you took to begin putting yourself in play for these higher dollar sites that solved a problem instead of checked a box? Well, yeah, one of the, one of the things that I actually did was um, I made a list of all the I actually remember one time sitting down and making a list of like the last 10 clients that I'd worked with and I marked off, you know, which were my favorite, which were the ones that, you know, um, were happiest with the services that, that paid the most and things like that. And then I just started asking myself, why did they choose me and what did they really want? You know, cause I built them all websites, but what did they really want? And in doing that, I saw some patterns. I saw that there was some. There was a couple industries. In our business, we do a lot of. Um, we work with a lot of manufacturing and industrial companies, as well as a lot of sort of construction and those kinds of companies. And I just saw that I'd worked with a number of these people, and that there was some very specific things that those kinds of clients wanted, and. It, my ability to deliver that was why they picked me and my company. And for instance, you know, a lot of the construction companies were bidding on projects and, you know, big government projects and things. And one of the key things that they wanted was they wanted to, to present themselves when they were bidding on a project as a really big company. And you know, the company that looked professional and everything. And so in my meetings with those kinds of clients, I would actually talk about that. I said, well, it's, you know, are you bidding on projects that you need to, you know, look professional for and look like one of the big construction companies and things? And so it was, it was sort of listing everybody out and just identifying why they, why they were working with me, what problems that they, they had, and then talking to more clients about those things. Absolutely perfect. Okay, very crystal clear. So guys, I just want to reiterate this again because this is so powerful what Joe is showing. And he's like a case study for what we teach on the show here. So, you know, you basically are saying that you focused on first analyzing the clients that you already had that you loved and wanted more of and identified what they had in common. And then you basically focused on listening to the commonalities, problems, challenges, etc. And then, you know, 
when you're meeting with clients, be proactive in offering your ability to solve that specific problem for them that you know was the common thread that ran between them and the clients you had already worked with that were in that arena. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, so that was an example of one of the one of the thing needs that I identified with like these construction companies, but there were other ones with different kinds of businesses that, that also fit the model of an, of one of our ideal clients. And, and what happened was the conversations that I was having with them became more about, more about those problems and those needs and less about websites. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and I love that you brought that up because I think one of the biggest problems with entrepreneurs in all spaces, in all business types that I see out there today as I'm coaching and as I'm teaching is that we love our products. We love our services. We love what we do and how we help people. And we get too caught up in the service that we provide and, and not enough focus on the bigger picture of the transformation that the client wants or the result that the client wants. They don't even care what your product or service is. They want to know, can you get me this result that I'm dying to achieve? And so I think that's a perfect example that you just gave there, Joe. And that is, that's where the head and the mindset of our clients is and our prospects is. It's, can you solve my problem? It's not, tell me why your product or service is so great, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if I'm if I'm meeting with, with a company and then they're meeting with some other web design companies, also to get proposals and everything. If I'm the person that's talking to them about, you know, generating leads or looking bid looking good when they're bidding on projects or these very specific problems and and everybody else is just talking about websites and technical stuff and WordPress and things like that, it's a no-brainer to pick me even at a significantly higher price. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Now, I do want to ask you, what are some of the specific sales and marketing strategies that you use when you decided that you are ready to start merging into um, pursuing some of these bigger clients versus maybe some of these consumers um, doing personal websites versus, you know, these organizational websites that were going to solve, you know, a major business problem. Well, yeah. So on the sales side, and this is something that, you know, sort of I started doing and then I looked back and sort of deconstructed what I was actually doing to put together a, a, a sort of a process behind it. I use a, when I go in to do the consultation with a potential client, I use this this sort of two-phase approach where I call it the clarity and solutions model where basically I, I go in and the first thing I'm trying to do is trying to provide that person with clarity about what their problems are, what they want to accomplish, and that kind of stuff because they have maybe some vague idea that they want a website or something. And I help them get clear about these are the, the six different goals and these are the six different things that they need to solve with this website. And then I basically sort of present a solution where I package up how we're going to, to build the website that meets all of those needs and, and meets all those those goals and things that they need. So it's sort of a two-step process of helping them get clarity and then sort of presenting a solution to them. Yep. Okay, great. Now, talk to me a little bit, Joan. 
And this is for the benefit of our listeners because there's lots of people out there that are either just getting started or they really want some actionable strategies on getting their next few clients. And one of the questions that I've been getting recently from uh, a lot of my website uh, webinar attendees and even my own coaching clients that I've been working on with them is, you know, simple strategies to get more of these consultations. So you shared that you're using these consultations to close the clients. What were some of the strategies that you used then and what are some of the strategies that you use now to generate consults with these ideal potential clients of yours? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I like to think that there's sort of two different kinds of marketing strategies. There's there's time leverage strategies that take time, but not a whole lot of money, like yeah. sending out cold email or doing yeah. prospecting on LinkedIn. And then there's the strategies like Google AdWords or Facebook advertising that take money but less time. And so certainly it's a process of starting with time leverage strategies and transitioning over to money leverage strategies as you get more and more clients. And and money becomes more of what you have a leverage. You have money leverage instead of time leverage as time goes on. Yeah. Um, so on the time leverage side, I, I love prospecting on LinkedIn, um, you know, just going on LinkedIn and connecting with the people that are a really good fit and simply, you know, viewing their profile, connecting with them and just reaching out and saying, hey, I, I specialize in, in helping this kind of business with this problem. If you want to jump on a quick 10 minute call, let's do it. And, and you know, sort of just going after it. Um, on LinkedIn, and then the other the other thing I really like is just cold email, just generating a, an email list of you know making sure you're you're complying with all the can spam laws and everything like that. But simply reaching out to people that are a good fit and offering offering to to jump on a call with them and see if you could help them. And and, and I feel like I feel like there's those are really simple strategies, but some people. People are almost too, they're too afraid of being salesy or too hesitant to just go out and reach out to the people that are a really good fit. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you broke it down into both the money leverage and time leverage strategies. And and I, I very much agree with that. Start off with the time leverage. And then, you know, once you build that up, obviously, then you can put your money to work for you and, and multiply it um, by using the, the money leverage strategies. So for us at Kelly Roach Coaching, we do a lot of Facebook advertising. That's been a great return on investment and something that we've done for, for years now. And my question for you is, I know that you specialize in teaching and utilizing Google AdWords. And um, I would ask you, Joe, so are you using both Facebook and Google AdWords? How would you compare and contrast the two? And, and what are you seeing as the difference between the return on investment on each of those? Yeah, I really like both platforms. Um, for, the, for the web design business, for the digital agency business, we do much more AdWords than we do Facebook although we do some Facebook. For, for the other side of business where I'm working with web designers, that business we're doing a lot of Facebook advertising for. What I find is that when you're selling a service like web design where it's, it's sort of difficult to explain, it's the kind of thing where somebody knows that they need a website. They don't, you know, they don't know exactly what that's going to look like or what exactly their specific needs are, but they know they need a website, so they're going to go on Google and actually search for web design companies. Whereas, and, and so in a case like that, AdWords is perfect, and you can get these people that are ready to go right away. And 
then on Facebook, you're getting in front of people that may have a specific problem, and you're doing a Facebook ad that, that talks about a specific problem, but you know you're, you're you don't know if they're necessarily ready to buy a, a service. So it, it's almost like it's almost like if if you're selling a service that's completely need based, like like coaching, for instance, people don't tend to wake up and think I need coaching. They wake up with a problem. So it's perfect for Facebook advertising. Whereas websites, people wake up and think I need a website. And so they're going to actually go and Google and search. So that's sort of a long, confused explanation. But I hope that's helpful. No, that makes absolute sense. That makes so for those of you listening, you know, just to kind of recap what Joe's saying there, you know, Facebook advertising gives you visibility into your target market and you have that opportunity through the list building process and webinars and email engagement to nurture them and to show them that they have that problem and what solutions you have available. Whereas Google AdWords is perfect if you have a product or service that solves a very specific problem that someone would be proactively searching for solutions and typing in that they're looking for a website designer, typing in that they're looking for a dog walker, whatever the case. Is that a, is that a correct assessment of what you're sharing there, Joe? Yeah. And here's, here's a good way to think about it. I, I think there's a continuum between products and services that people that people buy in order to get a result and on the other side it's products and services that people buy for the product and service itself mm-hmm. like a copy machine you if you need a copy machine you buy a copy machine it's not like you have some need you just need a copy machine so it's totally on one end yes. whereas coaching is is completely on the other end where Nobody actually wants the service. They, they really want the results. Something like web design is sort of in the middle. People want it to grow their business, but it's also not like, you know, anybody that's thinking about growing their business, you're not going to be able to sell a website to because that they might not have the need. It's sort of in the middle of that continuum. Yes, yes. Okay, yep. No, that, that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, you know, I know that you're specifically now in the business of helping freelance designers expand and grow and website designers expand and grow, but I believe that common threads of entrepreneurship can we be identified and woven through no matter what the industry. I mean, I see the same commonalities problems, challenges, and struggles with entrepreneurs of all walks of life from manufacturing companies, you know, to coaches and consultants. Um, So I wonder for you, Joe, what are some of the trends that you see over and over again, the pitfalls that you see over and over again? And what are some, you know, quick tips, specific strategies that, that you would kind of bring top of mind for our listener today that you think it's important to remind them of? Yeah, one thing that I, I see over and over again is just people that that sort of give up too quickly on marketing strategies. I I see this all the time, whether it's on AdWords or whether it's um, doing cold email or LinkedIn or anything, where people just are way too quick to assume that it's not working. Yes. And, yes. You know, they, they send out five cold emails and they don't get a response and they, they decide that that doesn't work and then they try something else. And... You know, I've, I feel like I've I've done this I've done this many times myself in the past, where I had marketing strategies that I know if I were looking back, I know if I would have just continued doing them, they would have been profitable. And I have people that I've worked with that, you know, they're down. They're like, I didn't get any clients, I didn't do this, but they generated all these leads, and I can see that if they just stick with it, they would have success. So. I think that's a really critical one. That is huge, and I couldn't agree more. I see the exact same thing. I think 
we all want that overnight success. We all want that instant gratification. Um, you know, I was running, I, I started working with a new Facebook advertising person a, a couple months ago. And, you know, after the first month, she said, you know, are you satisfied, you know, with the leads that you're getting? And I said, well, I'm not going to know that for at least another 90 days. I said, I'm, you know, I'm selling coaching services. And, you know, most times people are going to get on my list. They're going to follow me for weeks or months, sometimes even years um, before they, you know, get on my webinar and buy a year long program or make a significant multi-thousand dollar investment, you know, I said, it's going to take me a couple months to answer that for you. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's really important for us all to realize that anything of significance always takes time and that you need to get help learning how to evaluate what you're doing so that you know whether or not what you're doing is effective, but just needs more time or whether what you're doing is ineffective and no matter how long you do it for, you're not going to get results. I think there's a big, big distinction there and many times people get confused between the two. Yes, that's that's absolutely the case. And so the the maybe the real tangible piece of advice I can add with that is that when you're wondering whether something's working or if something's not working, rather than just throwing your hands up in the air and saying it's not working, you want to break it down into steps to try, try to diagnose at what, what step it's breaking down. You know, your whole marketing funnel might not be generating clients, but it might be getting clicks at, clicks on Facebook at, at a, or Google at a good price. It might be getting conversions to, to, the, to your email list at a good price, but it might be that last step that is breaking down. Or maybe there's something with the ad and it's, the clicks cost too much. Like you want to diagnose at what step is things are things breaking down. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Such an important part of what we do as entrepreneurs is problem solving. And I think sometimes misdiagnosing the problem or not taking the time to break down the steps is the reason why we get so frustrated and maybe, you know, make the wrong decisions in our business. So I think that's a really, really good piece of advice there, Joe. Thank you for that. I have one final question for you, Joe, and I think it's a really important one. And that is that, you know, obviously you are in the perfect space for me to ask this question, although I believe that it applies to all entrepreneurs in all spaces. And that is, you know, obviously with the rise of things like Squarespace and all these different website builders that are free or a hundred bucks or whatever the case, you know, you're selling $30,000 websites. Most entrepreneurs out there today are saying to themselves, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to win in this market or I can't win with this pricing or I can't raise my prices or I'm not going to be able to, you know, continue with this business and grow the way that I'd like to um, because now it's turning into a commodity and people can get a website for $100. Now, we we know that's not true. We know that in every business, there's always going to be those cheap, you know, solutions that are available, but there's also going to be those premium solutions that are available. What advice can you give to entrepreneurs today that are maybe seeing that trend in the market that they're in? How do they differentiate themselves? How do they keep their confidence up? And how do they keep moving in, in forward in their business despite whatever's happening in the market? Well, I think with the that's a that's a great question, and that's something that people come to me concerned about all the time. Squarespace and 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 those kind of website builders, and I think the thing is to look at sort so of there's two pieces in the web design industry specifically. What's happening is that the entire market is getting more sophisticated. So what I tell people is, the people that are buying a Squarespace website are the people that five years ago would not have bought any website. The people that are 
now five years ago would have bought a cheap website from somebody are the people that now are more sophisticated and ready to spend a lot of money to actually use the internet to grow their business and actually invest in the internet. And so it's a, it's a market sophistication thing where uh, business owners know more about online marketing, know more about websites and see the value in it more and everybody's getting more sophisticated. So th the piece of advice is to look at the market and figure out where where is the where is there an opportunity right now in the market. So Five years ago, there might have been a really good opportunity to, to sell lower-priced websites to, you know, and do a bunch of them for websites that for businesses that just wanted to get it checked off the list. Now that's a hard space because there's Squarespace and things like that. But selling the higher-end websites to people that actually want to grow their business with the internet—that's where the money is right now. So looking at the market and the sophistication of the market and seeing, you know, at this point in time, who, where is the money? Where is the money right now? Perfect advice. I absolutely love it. And I couldn't agree more. I think you've added just an absolute ton of value and very specific, uh, clear guidance to aspiring entrepreneurs and current ones for our show today, Joe. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, kind of what you're working on now, where people can get in touch with you, what you're most excited about, and any free resources that you want to share with the audience today. Yeah, absolutely. Um if anybody wants to, you know, if, if somebody's a freelancer or, or they're all in the web design or digital agency space, you can go to agencyaccelerator.guru and, you know, you can join my email list and we'll get in touch with you. We do free free webinars and things like that all the time. But I'm, I'm just really excited about continuing to build that community of freelancers and agency owners. And, you know, I feel like I've made this transition to sort of almost being a teacher or a coach. And, and I'm just really excited about that. I've always sort of wanted to do teaching. And, and I, it's almost cooler to me when I see uh, people that I'm coaching getting clients than when I go, would get my own clients. So I'm just really excited about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's fun generating results for your own business, but there's nothing more exciting and fulfilling than helping other people to get results in their business. So I couldn't agree with you more. Joe, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest today and for everything that you shared with our listeners. Thank you, Kelly. All right. And for everybody listening, that is a wrap. I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. If you loved today's episode and you appreciated the content that we shared, do me a favor and share this episode with three people that you think could benefit from the great value, the great content, the actionable strategies that we cover here on Unstoppable Success Radio. Thanks so much. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.